Welcome back to the Zume Multiplying Disciples podcast, where we're on a journey to saturate the world with multiplying disciples in our generation. Well, it's great to be together with Terry and Amy and Isaac, who are fellow co-laborers in the region of Africa. And so we have with us Isaac, who is a local leader in Ghana, and Terry and Amy, who have been coaching and working with Isaac and just seeing God do incredible things, getting to use Zume as a simple tool to pursue multiplying disciples in our generation. So Terry and Amy, how about you guys introduce yourselves and how you met Isaac? Well, um, what was it? The end of 2008, Aim, that we our church sent us to Ghana. And yes, uh, yes. we uh, uh, actually had just purchased a truck in Accra and we're, on, we're getting ready to go north. And uh, somebody visited the house where we lived. And it was uh, somebody that knew Isaac. And when he found out what we were we were doing, uh, more or less orality, uh, storytelling with uh, cultures that uh, have a high percentage of people that can't read or write, uh, then he said, you need to meet Isaac and gave us his phone number. And so we called him while we were driving and uh, he said, keep coming, you're a long ways away. And I uh, ended up, long story short, he, he was standing by the side of the road, waved us down and be on our way to Tomale, where we were li- going to live for, uh, at the time. And uh, so that started our relationship. So a lot of people ask, how did we meet? Well, it was a God thing, and I believe in direct answer to prayer. Amen. Isaac, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe some of the things that you are excited about that God is doing. You know, born uh, into a Muslim family, 1992 was the first time I, I heard the gospel. And it's so strange that I grew up in a country where there are churches, but I've never heard anybody preach the gospel to, to me as a Muslim. And so all the way till 19, from 1969 all the way to 1992 was the first time a couple, a husband and a wife, uh, dared coming to me and preaching the gospel to me uh, in Ivory Coast, in another country, Ivory Coast, a neighboring uh, country. And so um, I got touched and I really wanted to uh, follow this uh, faith. But I faced swift persecution, and so I went into um, a silent type of uh, uh, believer, just practicing, just praying and reading in my room until uh, three years later in uh, December 1995. That was when I, I boldly came out and declared that I am a believer now, a, a, a believer in Christ Jesus now. And so from that point onwards, I've always been saying something that um, I saw that we need as a believer, we have received something. And, and, and that thing is not to be kept by us, but to be given to others. So I saw that we have come to receive the kingdom. 
and we need to be to to become responsible for what we have received the kingdom getting to other people and so immediately immediately i gave i i stood out as a christian i saw that it's not a matter of just receiving and sitting down but receiving obeying and giving to others and so immediately from 1995 i started to go out from community to community to share my faith but as we as we went around sharing our faith we realized that many loved the message but they felt like they are not educated in if they if they had been educated like us they could also receive the message and when share with others then we realized that our method of learning and communicating the gospel need to be changed and that was how we uh got connected with orality oral communication read the word tell the the word as a story form to these people and we saw that oral tradition or orality is that has been their tradition from of old and so they love bible stories they love stories and so the bible message presented in the form of a story really appealed to the hearts of the people and that was where we began to enter into orality and then uh god brought terry and amy who are also having the same vision communicating the gospel orally and then we realized that about 95% of the people of all these villages cannot read and write or don't appreciate learning through books and so we saw that by oral communication we could reach 95% of the people and that's where we began to uh um work on orality and then we got together we discovered disciple making which made it much simpler for ordinary people to learn the message of god obey christ and be able to share with others so one of the amazing things is how ordinary people people who haven't been to school can learn this message become mature disciples and go and share that's been the most amazing thing praise the lord so how about you all share just what has zume looked like in your journey of getting to everything that you're hearing obeying and sharing with others tell us about your zume journey yeah you know um we have been reading we have been reading these scriptures like Matthew chapter 13 and verse 33 that talks about the kingdom of god is like a uh, living that a woman put in three measures of meal that spread through the whole thing and then you read galatians 5:9 that says that a little living livens the whole bread we've been reading these things and not been able to connect it with um the gospel spreading through uh the world and so when we got into zume then we actually understood the scriptures we have been reading and so we saw that we receive a message and then we obey it and then we are not we are supposed not to be just consumers but people who receive obey and then pass it on to others and so uh by being a regular practitioner of these 
I saw how Zume had impacted my life and the people I am reaching, I'm discipling. Actually, um, well, Amy, will you share a little bit about how we came in contact with the Zume principles? Because we, Isaac really doesn't use the app called Zume. He uses the content of Zume, <laughs> which he learned in a workshop, two-week workshop with Curtis um, uh, earlier in life. Amy, would you share about that? Sure. Um, we. Um... In 2014, we just had a vision for intentionally praying for uh, Gonja land, which goes from the border of Cote d'Ivoire to the border of Togo from about an hour and a half south of us um, through um, uh, the border, northern border of Ghana. And well, no, actually it goes a little bit north of, uh, south of Tamale, sorry, Gonja land. So we began praying, and we discovered uh, a document, uh, TRT, Training Rural Trainers, uh, that was uh, sprung off of the T4T, which is an oral, uh, which is a a literate approach to disciple making uh, with the multiplication in mind. And so we began that and started seeing some. uh, bigger results in the communities in which the guys were working. And so then in February of 2015, when Curtis uh, trained us for a couple of weeks in Burkina, um, those ideas of uh, disciple making movements really uh, took hold and the guys um, really captured a vision uh, for reaching go- all of Gonja land and then uh, beyond. And so when those the guys came back, um, they um, put that vision into practice, uh, dividing up Gonja land into 12 segments and uh, began in two segments uh, with uh, two guys and then two apprentices. And so then they, in about a year and a half, they, they penetrated all of that segment, which is about the size of a county uh, in the U.S., that about that size of land, and uh, then when they uh, penetrated, they visited uh, most all of the villages in those uh, uh, segments. They then um, uh, took two two new people, and then the people that were they were mentoring took a, an apprentice, and they branched out into uh, four more segments. And so they have now over the years. Um, reached all 12 of those, have a, a presence of disciple making in all 12 of those segments. And then they have uh, branched out into um, eight or nine other West African countries doing the same uh, thing with the same principles. The concept is, is in the, in the village where we, we uh, where Isaac lives and the villages that they're reaching because it's a high percentage of oral learners, also extreme poverty, they can't afford internet. They can't afford smartphones or tablets or computers, or at least a vast majority of the villages. But they can learn if you repeat the different Zume lessons enough times. So it's particularly when it comes to the tools. 
And so they learn the tools. And once they learn the tools, they're very faithful. Uh, coming from a Muslim background, uh, they're very faithful of being submissive to the Lord instead of submissive to Allah. So, Isaac, uh, yes. I mean, you want to make comments on that because I know you. Yeah, yeah. just like uh, just like Terry Terry mentioned earlier, um, you know, because of the high level of illiteracy and uh, lack of. Um, um, modern phones and 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 uh lack of internet connection you know we we don't use the app a lot but the content of the zume all the tools that are listed in there we take the tools we learn them together with the people and then they practice it several times and they get it and mm -hmm. then they, they get excited at what mm -hmm. uh, are these tools and they want to share them with others. And so this is how it's been used uh, around the, 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 the country. That's awesome. And so even as reference points, you know, there's different resources that are not available. Sorry, <laughs> let me rephrase. I can... The powerful beauty of editing out. <laughs> um, you know, it's encouraging to know that even Zoom, that is, you know, often known for being online, is also able to download and save in other places or have the new Zoom book that was recently released or the guidebook that are free and accessible. But even mm -hmm. then, you all are talking about even a step further. So you can have those offline resources. But for engaging in oral cultures where literacy and being able to read and understand is not as accessible. And so y'all have been able to take not only the online and the offline resources, but just verbally being able to share with them and practice together and to see it be passed on what right. you all have learned. Exactly. And 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 then with uh, Zoom, A, one of the lessons in Zoom A is on mauling. Uh, model assist watch and leave we found in oral cultures um you know people are willing to practice and if you repeat it enough times it's they're very capable of learning it and memorizing the different tools and so but they still need somebody to go along and model it for them and uh and but then hand off to them and say now you do it and we'll we'll be here to help if you if you need assistance and, and but eventually get they get to the point that way uh they can do it on their own and so isaac does a lot of of um, coaching via um not only the peer mentoring groups that are set up but via whatsapp uh just using the phone because even though they don't have smartphones that connect to the internet they have phones and so so um, so he's able to use the phone to coach a lot of people, either even from other countries, um, and how to how to uh, implement and answer their questions. That's very cool. Yeah. Can you tell us more about what it's been like being able to coach others over WhatsApp? Yeah, you know, you know, uh, though illiteracy is very high here, but God. One thing we have found is that God has always prepared somebody who could uh, communicate with 
the coach in English and then be able to pass it on to his people in their mother tongue. And so we have found this in, in, in different places, at least God has prepared somebody. And so uh, when you find that person, then you get the person on uh, WhatsApp and then we take a tool and I share the tool with the person. And then, you know, uh, we repeat a lot, several times, and the people get it, we discuss it, and then they get it and they are able to pass, tell it in their own mother tongue to the people who cannot read and write. And so that is one thing we have found very uh, 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 amazing in this work. God always provides somebody who at least out of the multitude can communicate with you. And so you get on WhatsApp with the person. And uh, like, for example, um, uh, this accountability, like chat, chat, uh, these chat questions. You are, I am, we are able to get on WhatsApp and then I, 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 I state everything there on WhatsApp. And then we begin to chat back and forth what the person, the challenges the person is having in and what is actually uh, working for the person. And then as you do that back and forth, the person is able to go and meet those who cannot read and write within his uh, uh, circle of influence or his relational network. He's able to meet them and then verbally, orally communicate this information. So something that is often talked about uh, as a Zume team are just many of the stories that God is doing through you all in Ghana and across the African region. And so can you share with us just some of the stories that you are excited about, that you have seen God do and as God is continuing to do in your area? You know, one of the things, uh, one of the very important lessons is listening and hearing we want i think god wants us to listen to him because jesus said my sheep hear my voice and i know them and they follow me so one of the uh tools in this room is listening and hearing and that we practice a lot in our treated discovery bible uh studies people listen to hear what god is telling them and from these, they see visions, they hear voices, God telling them to go places. And they go and they exactly find things as they have heard. One of the things, uh, one of the stories that stood out was uh, with my first uh, Timothy, we were practicing listening and hearing, and the Lord laid on our hearts a place where the kingdom isn't, like an empty field. And we went all the way, and we, it's like we were going through the jungle, a bush. And then we, it appeared to us like we were lost. And so we're now looking for a way out. Then we heard somebody cutting wood. Then we said, let's go to this person cutting wood so that we, can, we could ask if he, he knew the way to show us. Then we got to a woman 
and the woman said well I, she does she doesn't know she didn't know the way either but the husband was also on the other side so she said let me get my husband to see if she, he could show you the way then the husband came and we introduced ourselves as uh, people who communicate the gospel and God laid on our hearts as we were listening and hearing to come to this area. And now we, we seem to be lost. Then the man sat down and tears were dropping from his eyes. And they were asking why he was weeping. And this man said, 25 years ago, he accepted the Lord. But after some years, tradition and pressure from family made him to backslide. And all along, he's been feeling darkness around him. And so today, people communicate the gospel, seem to be lost, and arrive at where he was. He said, you are not lost. It is God who is still looking for me. And so it was an amazing thing. Somebody received the gospel 25 years ago, backslided, and then 25 years later, God has laid on our heart to listen and hearing. And we went far away in the bush, and then we seemed to be lost. And we are looking for somebody to show us the way. And this person came, and then he said, you are not lost. I am the one the Lord is still looking for. And so the person accepted the Lord. Another thing I want to say is, uh, there is a young lady who has not been to school. This lady cannot read and write, but accepted Christ, and we discipled her. Last week, she came and told me, while she was listening and hearing, the Lord laid on her heart strongly to travel to her home village. The Lord has shown him some in her some individuals to go and share the gospel with. And so she came and shared with me. We got a day of fasting and prayer. And then uh, yesterday, I got her some funds, and she has gone to that uh, part of the country. And so ordinary people hearing the voice of God and going to share the gospel is really amazing. So, mm. Amen. I mean, when we were there in, in Africa, uh, right now we're here in the U.S. for some medical attention, but when we were there in Africa, I mean, these stories were just every time we got together. I mean, uh, how that if people learn to listen in prayer um, instead of always making requests of God in prayer, that God will speak to you, to us and and so when they find these people, um, God has already prepared the places that he is calling them to uh, with the people of peace or receptive people there. And time and time again, uh, well, that's that's where the, the three-thirds groups start from these people of peace and the their households. And um, it's just amazing. I mean, uh there, I think, didn't you say, Isaac, the guys are still nervous at times rather when they go to a place they've never been, but every time when they get there, they find people at peace and they just uh, have all yes. kinds of stories to share. 
you know, uh, I was still, I was, I shared with you before you left that um, Osman and Samuel were going to a, a place they have never been before. And they were nervous. They didn't know who they were going to meet. They didn't know who to talk to and how to even start it all. But on the way, even before they entered the village, they found a woman gathering firewood. And then they greeted the woman. And then the woman said, you are strangers here. I've never seen you people here. And they said, yes, we are strangers. And we communicate. We have come with uh, good news. And then the woman wanted to hear this good news. They shared their story and God's story with this woman. And the woman said, please come and be my guest in this village. And it was this woman who led them to her uh, circle of relations. And that's how they found it working. So every time they are going to a new place, they, want, they, they are asking, so who are we going to? Who are we going to meet? But sometimes even before they enter the village or the community, God has already connected them with uh, somebody we call a gate, uh, a gatekeeper of the community who opens the door for them. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah. Any other stories that y'all would like to share? Amy, Terry, Isaac? Well, it just, it just, um, uh, the story, I mean, where we're at right now with the transition to the U.S. and trying to get medical care, well, I mean, we miss Isaac like crazy, as you as you can imagine. Uh, we still talk with him weekly via Zoom, but um, it's not the same as being face-to-face -face and eating a meal together and, and sharing. But um, so, but I... You know, I know, let me come in. Let me come. Let me come in here. Uh, you know, one of the interesting things, so interesting, uh, we have found is that uh, these tools in Zoom A are very simple, and we have come to realize that simple things multiply, yeah. simple things, and the simple things grow. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when one of the things I want to talk about is prayer. Right now, uh. Prayer is going on like 24 hours a day. Women praying, uh, men praying, children praying. And it all started with this, uh, uh, this prayer wheel. By dividing one hour into five uh, time segments. And then you go through praise, you go through uh, uh, intercession, you go through all this. This 12, uh, five-hour uh, pieces, as they practice it, they just grow in prayer. And they want to do more in prayer. So right now, what is happening in prayer, as I am talking to you, is people are working on prayer going nonstop for 24 hours. And the way they are doing it is uh, people have different times. They are, they are free. And so they are looking at who is free at six o'clock in the morning, who can that he can join prayer from six to seven. Then somebody somebody uh, takes the hour six to seven. Another person takes the hour seven to eight. 
all the way around the court. And so the one who takes this hour is looking for people who are free to join him or her uh, in that hour. And so they have a number of people, they are building uh, uh, a team that is praying for this hour. And so mm. prayer goes on every hour, different people praying. And so we have prayer going on 24 hours, which is very amazing because I have never imagined this and I've never known any uh, literate, traditional uh, church leaders who are doing this. Yeah, that's, that's and of course, we, we when we uh, looked into DMMs in the beginning, one of the common denominators in all disciple-making movements around the world is prayer. But let's see, uh, what was it? Extraordinary prayer, I think, was the way it was worded. And, uh, you know, it, for them, they can use the, um, if they have all-night prayer meetings, they can use the uh, prayer wheel uh, instead of five minutes an hour, yes. you know, and, and pray all night long that way. So um, uh, on each of the segments before they move move to the next one. So it's, they're definitely uh, do have extraordinary prayer going. It reminds me of the Moravians, the hundred yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's incredible. Such a so, blessing. So th this, mm -hmm. yeah, this is, this is encouraging. Yes. Yeah. Anything else that you all would like to share and encourage those who maybe are checking out Zume or have been using Zume for several years? Just what have you learned that you'd love to pass on to others? Well, one, one thing I'd like to say is uh, the Western mind uh, loves training. And, uh, and, and they're always looking for some other course that they can take uh, because there's there's uh, an over um, emphasis on knowledge and not and not equal obedience, you know, or learning to implement uh, from the knowledge that you've learned. And so what what I've been learning is is don't learn the Zume material so just so that you can train others. And training is a part of it. But it's more important that you implement, you're actually going and finding people of peace. You're sharing your story and God's story. You're prayer walking. You're, uh, you're blessing people. Uh, you're starting three-thirds groups once you find people of peace. It's more important that you do that and get experience at that than train people how to do it and you not do it yourself. And would you have anything to say on that, Isaac? Yes. Um... One thing I want to say to brothers everywhere in the world who are using Zume is that um, the people who listen to you will not do what you tell them to do. They will do what they see you do. And so um, if you just, if we just train, that's what they are going to do. But I have been challenging uh believers that people are using Zume or do, making training in disciple making, uh, that it's time we do less of even sitting in the class to train, but let's go out on the field and we train as we practice. And that's how people mm -hmm. learn more and get obedient. Amen. 
one other thing we'd love to hear from you all uh, as we have just a precious time together is what have you all learned in working together cross-culturally? And so same God, same vision and mission from two totally different parts of the world. And so what have you all learned in that journey together? Wow, uh, that we're really different. (laughs) And um, learning to appreciate and follow the lead of um, uh, the nationals where you're working uh, and um, with uh, trusting them uh, with uh, resources and trusting them with the work and um, uh, giving them more and more um, authority and and ownership and to where now uh, we um, are you know all of this what we what we catalyzed in Ghana uh, is in the hands of Isaac and the leaders there. And they are better equipped and have um, have a great passion and believe mm-hmm. that Africans can finish the Great Commission. And so it requires patience and um, setting aside your uh, ideas of how things should go and listening um, to um, uh, the nationals and coming to the realization that you will never be and you will never see things like the nationals do. And so for it to um, for it to be theirs, uh, they have to be in leadership of that. Yeah, you have to believe in them. Uh, and because it's their context, it's their culture and they can figure it out in their setting and an american or somebody from the outside will have a very hard time figuring it out because they're not from that culture so uh amy and i at this point in our lives we're just uh, we look so much forward to our weekly meeting with isaac because um we can't wait to hear the next story we follow him on facebook and do do what we can to keep keep in touch with what, what is happening. And uh, he can do this a whole lot better than us because that's the country he lives in. And, and, uh, and so, uh, so we, we believe firmly that Africans are poised to finish the great commission and with disciple making bushfires in every country and sparking into other, other continents. Yeah, and even and even we uh, even we Africans here, what we believe is that in another African country, God has prepared somebody to receive and run with the message we are coming with, and so we have this in mind that as we are entering into this culture, we know that God has somebody there for me to pour myself into, and then take a back uh, uh, position. And then the person will be in front. And then I serve the person to better serve his people because he understood the, he understands the culture better than I, better than uh, uh, me coming from outside. So even though we are all Africans, but the context still vary from uh, one country to the other. Yeah. And so we don't need to go and uh, hold on to the plow for a long time, but as you realize somebody 
holding on to the plow, then you realize this is somebody who can run with it. And then you take a, a, back, a back position, and then you serve the person to serve his people. Amen. 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 Thank you all so much for the time to share together. You bet. You bet. Thank, Thank you, you for the opportunity to share about what God's doing. Yeah. Isaac, I thank you for, I know that you've been meeting now recently with Zoom calls, but, uh, and we love you and miss you like crazy and are praying for you as you go uh, to thank this you. next country on Saturday. Uh, just blessings to you, brother. Thank you very much. I okay. miss you. I miss you. And yeah. we continue to pray for you. As Thank you. Pray for us too. Yes. Thank you very much okay. for this opportunity. Thanks for listening. To learn more, go to www.zume.vision. And to be equipped, go to www.zume.training. Have questions for the podcast? You can email them to podcast at zume.vision.